Yeah, it was good, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Bon Voisin Podcast with me, your host, Jeff D. Mavoisin. Here to welcome you guys to the neighborhood and what's on tap tonight. We're going to talk MLB playoffs. We're going to talk NFL news, uh, Urban Meyer in a bit of a hot water. Uh, we're going to talk a little college football, the three big couple games I really wanted to see. Um, also, we're going to talk about a rivalry, um, NBA preseason, you know, my preseason awards. NHL is back, my team of the week, delving into a little NFL action. Also, we're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna talk about the trilogy, man. The trilogy that is Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. So, so much to get to in so little time, so let's get into it. So, of course, October, Major League Baseball playoffs. I mean, with the wild card game, you had the Dodgers winning beating the Cardinals in an epic 3-1 game. Chris Taylor hitting a game-winning walk-off two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth. Um, after that, you had the Red Sox defeating the rival Yankees 6-2. Um, they're moving on to play Tampa, while the Dodgers are moving on to play the San Francisco Giants. So today's action, we had uh, Milwaukee beating Atlanta 2-1. Rowdy Telez, two-run homer in the bottom of the seventh was the deciding factor. Corbin Burns picks... Corbin Burns pick, pitched six shutout innings. Um, after that, we go down to Houston. Houston being the Chicago White Sox, 9-4. to four. Um, Houston had a five-run seventh inning. Um, Kyle Tucker hitting an opposite two-run homer. To now they're up two games to none with a chance to sweep on Sunday. So we'll see if Houston can exercise those demons of the past of 2020. Right now, Boston's up 11-6 on Tampa in the top of the eighth. Um, Tampa's up uh, 1-0 in the series, so we'll see how that goes. And um, L.A. is down 2-0 to San Francisco in the top of the second inning. So I want to get into a little NFL news. Um, a couple of big names going different places. Panthers traded for Stephon Gilmore. They, got, they, they gave only a six-round pick for him. Um, Stephon Gilmore was, a bit of a, was in the midst of a contract dispute with the Patriots, so he was on the PUP. Um, uh, let's face it, this guy was a defensive player of the year one year. Um, and to get him for just a six-round pick, I mean, he's still in the prime of his career. So, and it clearly shows that the Panthers are in win-now mode, you know, with getting C.J. Henderson. Of course, J.C. Horn went down. Um, <clears throat> and now getting um, Stephon Gilmore in the secondary, that makes, you know, now it, it it tells you that, hey, the Panthers are for real. And considering the way the division's going right now, they're Tampa Bay's only main competitor. So I could, I mean, I'm definitely a big believer in the Panthers, but what Gilmore brings to them, obviously the best man-to-man corner, he's a shutdown corner, so it allows their defense to play more blitz. And given what that defense is, um, with Brian Burns, uh, Grotto's Moss, um, Shaq Thompson, Andrew Jackson, and then if you get J.C. Hornback, who has a back injury, and uh, C.J. Henderson, if he keeps developing, they're a top five unit right there. And to go with a, you know, a solid offense, what they have in Christian McCaffrey and Sam Darnold, I mean, they got something right now, right there. So I like that. Um, the Packers uh, just signed Jalen Smith. Um, of course, he got cut by the by my team, the Dallas Cowboys, which is, you know. It's crazy how that happens, but, you know, it's funny how his career went. 
he went from tearing his ACL to he was a first round talent who just fell in the second round because of an ACL injury. And to see that he's still in the NFL, you know, performing at a high level, obviously with, you know, how things are going now, you know, playing time went down, losing playing time to Michael Parsons and Leighton Vander Esch. Um, it was clear the writing was on the wall. So it's a good thing for the Packers. Um, you know, he adds depth to that position, you know, with Devondre Campbell just balling out this season. Um, so I like what the, I like that signing. So Urban Meyer in a bit of a hop hot water um you know he it was a viral video of a woman leaning or dancing on him um not so good right now for urban meyer uh right now the team is 0-4 um they, you know they played a little better of late but ooh, can you combine that with what's going on not looking so good for urban meyer so we'll see how this story unfolds so now we're going to a little um college football and we go something I call rivalry people ask what is a rivalry to me a rivalry is something that you have two teams who hate each other two teams who hate each other have bad blood have a history to me a rivalry is when both teams are good it doesn't have it doesn't necessarily have to be states that border each other or whatever the case may be but they just both have to be good and there has to be signature moments in that rivalry. To me, a rivalry is something that will have me glued to the TV for a very long time. When you think rivalry, think Lakers-Celtics. Think, think um, Boston Red Sox-New York Yankees. Think Dodgers-Giants. Um, think Ohio State-Michigan. Well, in this one, we got the Red River rivalry. Ohio, I mean, oof, Oklahoma against Texas. We played in the Cotton Bowl tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be an epic game. To me, the matchup I'm looking at is Bijan Robinson against that Oklahoma defense. I mean, the guy's a great running back. Um, I mean, seriously, he put up 150, close to almost 107 yards against TCU, against a very good TCU defense. And it only one might imagine what he'll do against a uh, an improving Oklahoma defense. I mean, they're not great, but they're improving. So I, I cannot wait to see this matchup. Of course, um, you know, there have been several, so many great moments in the Red River rivalry. So hopefully tomorrow, tomorrow won't be an exception. So, but as it stands right now, Oklahoma's in trouble to me. Oklahoma's in trouble. They're and I hope this is not a trap game for them. That Kansas that Kansas State game was almost a trap game, but this may be even more of a trap game. Texas is very good. If they're not careful, they could lose this game. But I have Oklahoma winning in a close one, 27-24. So now we get to the other college football games I'm really anxious to see is uh, Georgia against Auburn in the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Um, <clears throat> Auburn has a – Auburn's been playing – okay of late you know they had a little almost had a clunker against georgia state but um gga has one of the hotter teams right now in the country um but the big question for me is who starts at quarterback for uga is it jt daniels is it stetson bennett um i'm leaning toward more stetson bennett because i'm still not sure about jt daniels shoulder or lap muscle whatever the injury he has so i think 
when Stetson Bennett's in the game, that running game, you can tell the running game really feeds off of it. But either way, that Georgia defense is something to behold. Only allowing one offensive touchdown through, what, five games now? So they're going to beat Auburn. It'll be handily. It'll be mm, 35-7. Next up, we got in the Big Ten, top top 10 matchup, Penn State-Iowa. That Iowa defense going against Sean Clifford and that Penn State offense. Uh, you know, these two teams play some great games. Um, I remember the game that Saquon Barkley scored the game-winning touchdown in Iowa. Um, and this game should be no different. This game should be should be close. Um it's going to be a 17-14 game. That's how I see it. So now we switch to NBA season. NBA season, they're right now in preseason. The regular, regular season starts October 20th, obviously. So with that being said, I'm going to give you my thoughts. The MVP is going to be Kevin Durant. I'm calling it right now. After that, it's going to be LeBron. Third, it's going to be Giannis. I mean, KD, now that you have a full James Harden, hopefully fully vaccinated Kyrie Irving, I mean, it should only bring out the best in KD. Rookie of the year is going to be Cade Cunningham and coming in second, Jalen Green. I believe Cade Cunningham, he's, to me, the best overall player in that draft. Um, yeah, he's going to prove it this season. Watch out for Detroit. That team is going to be a scary team. That talent that they have with him, uh, Jeremy Grant, um, <clears throat> they they have um, Killian Hayes. I mean, they got some interesting pieces. Sadiq Bey. And also, um, so that for the second option, I had Jalen Green. Now, look for Houston to be running up and down, so Jalen's going to have a ton of opportunity to score a lot of points um, with Kevin Porter Jr., Josh Christopher. Yeah, they're going to score a ton of points. So most improved player, I picked two guys. Ben Simmons and LaMelo Ball, but for two very different reasons. Ben Simmons, I hope now that he has a clear head, you know, that he should, you know, it'll be, to me, it'll be his best season. Be it if he's in Philly or somewhere else. He, he's going to definitely ball out this season. Hopefully his confidence, you know, whatever the case may be, is back. Um, but I look for him to have a really strong season. LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year. Look for him to take another level in Charlotte. Um, that team is also going to make the playoffs. They made the playing game last year, but look for LaMelo to get to new heights. Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. To me, it's not even close. He, he's, what, four-time winner of the uh, Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, the guy's probably the best rim protector in the NBA. <clears throat> now, Coach of the Year, I pick Billy Donovan. The Bulls, that's my, that's my team in the East. Um, I know my guy Garvin, he, he really liked that team, but, you know, the Bulls, they're an interesting team, and with him as the head coach, look for them to make some noise in the East. They may they may even sneak into the top four seeds. So now we, hockey is back. I know that's something I don't talk about on this podcast. I don't know that much about hockey, but, you know, um, what I do know is that hopefully Tampa Bay repeats again. We got a new team, the Seattle Kraken. Um, you know, there's some, you know, interesting storylines, obviously. Can Tampa repeat? Can Montreal make that surprise run that they did last year? So, uh, we'll see. And of course, my team of the week was the LA Dodgers, um, with their epic, 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 
um, win in the wild card game. Chris Taylor hitting the home run. I mean, can you imagine? This team won 106 games and they're the wild card winner. Just a wild card winner. That just tells you how strong baseball is, how strong that division is. So um, my team of the week is the L.A. Dodgers. Now we switch back to the NFL. And yes, as I was going to tell you, Monday Night Football was the Raiders against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers winning 28-14. Justin Herbert throwing for three touchdowns. Austin Eckler running for 117 yards. This is not the same old uh, L.A. Chargers. This team is much is balanced. They can finish close games. You know, very smart team, very um, well-disciplined team. So I like what uh, Brandon Staley's doing there. Thursday night football was the Rams against the Seahawks, 26-17. Um, Russell, Wilk- Russell Wilson, you know, fractured his finger, which is a really gruesome injury. Um, he's out four to six weeks. Geno Smith has played very good in his absence. Um, Robert Woods balled out, you know, 12 catches, 150 yards. Um, Cooper Cup was also had a strong game. Deshaun Jackson. Matthew Stafford threw for over 300 yards. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, what I also wanted to say is um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully with Russell Wilson out, you know, Geno Smith can finally prove what, you know, the potential that the Jets saw in him when they made him, when they made him a second-round pick. So... Here are the three matchups I'm looking forward to coming up this week. Uh, we got the 49ers and uh, Cardinals. Um, two and two, the 49ers, they started uh, Trey Lance's first NFL start. Um, the Cardinals going on four and one. But the matchup I'm looking at is the Niners' defensive line against the Cardinals' offensive line. Um, you know, the Niners very deep on the offensive line, led by uh, Nick Bosa, four sacks, D4, three sacks. They got Javon Kinlaw. They got um, Eric Armstead. I mean, they got a host of other people in the in the um, in the stable of that defensive line. Well, they're going against a very solid offensive line of uh, of the Arizona Cardinals. So look for Kyler Murray to look for Cliff Kingsbury to have Kyler Murray on the move. Next up, we got the Sunday night game rematch of the AFC Championship game of twenty twenty. The Bills and the Chiefs. Um, to me, the matchup I'm looking for is that Bills defense versus the Chiefs offense. We know Patrick Mahomes has had a you know, a bit of an up and down start to the season, but um, that Bills defense is no slouch, especially on that defensive line. I mean, especially in their secondary. Um, so look for this game to be very close. Again, now we have the Browns and the Chargers. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Browns against the Chargers. <laughs> Sorry about that. We have um, the Browns running game against the Chargers defense. Now, the Browns running game, they led by Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, the best running back duo in the league. Um, now, with Baker Mayfield having a non-throw, having a non-left shoulder, a non-throw, an injury to his non-throwing shoulder, um, it's going to put more onus on that run game uh, to carry that team. That's which I've. That's what I've thought about the Browns all along, that they rely on that run game. You know, Baker Mayfield do just enough in the passing game, and the Browns should be just fine. But you're going against a Chargers defense that is no slouch. They are very good. Joey Bosa, um, Keith Murray, um, Asante Samuel Jr. Um, they got Derwin James. I mean, so they got some stars on that defense. So now we move along to the trilogy. 
the trilogy that is Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. Um, first off, um, Tyson Fury, he has 30 victories, no losses, one draw, 21 KOs. Deontay Wilder, 42 victories, two losses, one draw, 41 KOs. Um, obviously, this is a trilogy fight. The first fight was a split draw in a dramatic you know, decision. Second one, um, <laughs> Tyson Fury survived, you know, even though he got knocked out twice by Wilder. And he beat Deontay Wilder. Now, the third one, this one is going to be, obviously, it's going to be tomorrow night um, on pay-per-view. So, I'm not a big, huge boxing fan, but, you know, if it's a big matchup, then I'll watch it. And this is one of those matchups that you really want to see. Um, the storylines for this, um, you know, you heard that Tyson Fury add, added between, what, 20, 30 pounds? Which I'm, I'm curious. It's kind of a curious thing for him to do, considering he's a big man, 6'9". And I wonder if that's going to hinder him because of, because of uh, Deontay Wilder, how quick he moves. Um, the second storyline is Wilder. He's out for revenge. He wants to avenge that 2018 loss. So you know this guy's out for blood. You know he's on a mission. Um, the third one is going to be the drama. Obviously, with a match, which, with a match of this magnitude for the WBC uh, Heavyweight Championship, there's going to be some drama. You know it. It's going to be an instant classic. Um, again, the... Who knows what's going to happen? That's probably the best thing about sports and sporting events is that you never know what's going to happen. You just have to watch it. And my last storyline, this is the first time we're going to see a real fight. Not some Jake Paul or, you know, guys who are non-fighters. No, this is a legitimate fight. So it'll be kind of refreshing, you know, for the boxing fans to see that. And for uh, people who are non-boxing fans who just, you know, like the spectacle. So, you know, with that being said... And prediction, Wilder's going to win. I, I can't see it lasting past the third round. That Wilder's going to get a KO. So, um, after this, there was something I'd forgotten to do a while ago. I'd forgotten to do this. And I was going to name my top five wide receivers of the NFL. And I'll tell you who they are. Coming in at number five, he's a guy that... To me, it's a guy who he doesn't get talked about very often. And, it, and it's, it's messed up. But a guy like Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, he comes in at number five. This guy's got and one type moves. I mean, he can get in and out of his breaks. I mean, he's had, what, last three years, 100 catch seasons? I mean, the guy doesn't get talked about as a top receiver in the NFL. So he comes in at number five. At number four, A.J. Brown. Um <laughs> To me, he's like a Julio clone. I mean, he's everything I think Julio is. He can, he's fast. He's very deceptive. He's very strong, especially over the middle. Um, you can't bring him down with just one person. Um, he's a chain mover, but also he can beat you with his speed, too. Number three is, well, his teammate, Julio Jones. Um, Julio, um, another one of those 6'3", six, 6'4", six, types, but who's got some speed on him. Um I wish he'd get the ball more in the, in the red zone, but he's a guy that you must account for at any given moment. Any given moment on the field, you got to account for him. Number two is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, a route technician, um, he gets open. He draws a lot of PIs. And if you've ever watched when Devontae play, he draws so many pass interference penalties. It's crazy. Um, but he's Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. A guy that 
he's the money player on the money down. And my top receiver is probably a guy that if I t- if I tell you this, you probably think who? Yes, my top receiver is Cooper Cup. This guy gets open, especially on third down. He gets open. I don't know how he gets open. He's deceptively fast. He has great hands. He has great rapport with his quarterback. I mean, it's not some. There's nothing he can't do on the, on the field. Um, he should be a top receiver in the NFL, but obviously in the position he plays and the kind of talent around him, you know, he gets overlooked. But that's a guy that you know he should be paid attention to. I know there's plenty of receivers that I'm missing on here. Um, you know, if you want to share with your top Terry, your top five, you can DM me on the on the IG and eat, or even um, send it to me on the messages, and I'll. Shout out your top five receivers. Um, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for all you listeners for allowing me to into your homes, into your phones, whatever. I want to thank you guys. And um, is this your first? If this is your first time listening, hit that subscribe button. And if you've been a long time listener, I want to thank you because without you guys, this show is not possible. I want everybody to have a great weekend, a safe weekend, and enjoy. Have fun. Yeah.